With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are Jay talking live midnight to five. Bradley J in. Uh, we love our history, our revolutionary history, especially here on Jay talking. And uh, I'm particularly interested in this guest because I'm kind of from up north, New Hampshire, and hang around in Vermont quite a lot. Tonight we're going to talk about Ethan Allen, and we have our a great guest, Willard Stern Randall, and we're talking about his book, Ethan Allen: His Life and Times. Thanks for being with us, sir. My pleasure. Good to have you back. I look forward to it each time. Thanks a lot. Now, Ethan Allen's best known for fill in the blank. Capturing Fort Ticonderoga, getting the cannon that gave Washington a chance to to beat the British in Boston. All right. Also, uh, he was a Green Mountain boy, and we'll get into that. That's you know, doing the the prep for this, I learned all kinds of things. I didn't really know what the Green Mountain Boys were all about, and they weren't entirely uh, universally loved. But we'll get to all that. Now, let's talk about the early days. Uh, he had, I guess, Ethan Allen. Uh, he had a dad that was super religious and was involved in this thing called the Great Awakening, and they moved because of this Great Awakening. What's the what was the Great Awakening? The Great Awakening was like a religious revival movement where a, a preacher came over from England and went from town to town in colonial America, really stirred things up. People who had been, been going to church were mostly had white hair, and he came along and he got young people on board, and they they rode on horseback from town to town singing hymns and uh, having uh, such a raucous time that a lot of the town officials uh, uh, hated him. His name was George Whitfield, uh, this uh, guy with a powerful voice and long blonde hair who could you could hear him blocks away. Uh, he he really brought the, the the colonies, the British colonies, to life. Uh, and uh, Ethan Allen's father was very conservative. His father wanted the old time religion. Uh, and so when things got stirred up in his hometown, basically he and his friends uh, left and started a new, new town of their own. And as uh, Ethan Allen got older, he, he tended to get in a lot of legal disputes. And this I find very interesting. It, it has to do with the New Hampshire grants, and it's kind of confusing to me, but I know that you can sort it all out. And this, this kind of plagued him for a lot of his life. Yeah, you know, uh, what happened is 
there have been wars between the French on, and Indians on one side and the English and Indians on the other side. And when, when that was all over, uh, nobody knew where the boundary lines were. New Hampshire claimed everything west uh, to Lake Champlain. Uh, Massachusetts claimed everything north. Uh, Canada claimed everything to the south. And, and New Hampshire basically started selling big chunks of what we now call Vermont. You could buy a whole township with, with very little money. The money went into the pocket of the governor of New Hampshire, Benning Wentworth. And this went on for about 15 years. And people moved up from Connecticut especially to these new settlements. And, and, and finally, New York said, wait a minute, this is ours. New York then claimed everything over to New Hampshire. And New York sent a posse, sent posses over to drive out the farmers who had already settled uh, in the Green Mountains. And Ethan Allen resisted. He organized the farmers and drove the New Yorkers back. So you have something like a border war going on uh, for 10 years over who really owned Vermont, which wasn't even Vermont yet. So New Hampshire went all the way to, say, the western or, or, or the shore of, of uh, Lake Champlain? The shore of Lake Champlain. Yeah, to Lake Champlain. They claimed everything to Lake Champlain. Uh, and you, you got a few thousand people coming up. Connecticut was the most overcrowded colony in America. And once the French were beaten, people from Connecticut came up the Connecticut River and crossed over into present-day Vermont. Uh, it was just natural to move up and get good land. And the New Yorkers had a different idea entirely. They thought all this land should be given to the soldiers who fought the French and Indian War. So, so both New Hampshire and New York governors are selling the land uh, and then trying to get the other guy to pay for it a second time. Uh, so Green Mountain Boys resisted, and Ethan Allen is the one that was chosen as their leader. So this Governor Wentworth, was he corrupt? Oh, he totally corrupt. He and his relatives pocketed i've i've worked it out in modern currency they probably collected about three million dollars our money in in fees uh you had to have a charter for each of these little towns and they wanted they wanted to be paid in gold so they they were pocketing all this money and and then they had the nerve to name the towns after themselves so benning wentworth becomes bennington vermont yeah you know i i grew up in, in rochester one town over well near rochester Rochester, one town over from Dover, and in Dover, the name Wentworth is huge. There's the Wentworth Douglas Hospital, and and now I'm starting starting to get a grasp of what that's all about. To help me just understand how things worked in the early days, how did Wentworths get power? Who, you know, you had you had this area of New Hampshire. How did the people that owned the property there come to own the property there? Well, Wentworth was related to, to get power in, in the in the early colonies. You had to be related to somebody at, at court back in England. So Wentworth is has connections in the king's court. So he gets be made royal governor. Now, now the royal governors didn't get a salary. Uh, they got fees every time somebody got married. They had to give them some coins every time they sold some land. You had to give. Well, he got a huge amount of land here, a few million acres of land. And he's chopping it up, mapping it, and selling a town at a time. Uh, he, he also, the people who own New Hampshire had a monopoly on selling their tall, straight, white pine trees to the British for masts for their ships. So there aren't a lot of people in New Hampshire, but you've got a handful of very wealthy people. 
uh, Wentworth and his family. You got the biggest house in the in the whole British colonies in Portsmouth, fifty four room mansion is where Benning Wentworth lives. He made out so well on on selling all these lands and collecting all these fees. You talked about masts, which reminds me that I went to school in Durham, which is only four miles from Dover. And there was a road called Mast Road, and they, they used to tell me this is the road they used to go get timber for masts. So it's all kind I'm of... I'm sure you're right. It's all kind of... Yeah, I, was in Durham last, I was in Durham last weekend, and you can still see some of the houses from that time. Wow. All right. Cool. Do you happen to know where Center Stratford, New Hampshire is? Isn't it? That's unlikely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is unlikely. Okay, I, I don't that's, know. That was my hometown. It's, you go... If you go uh, west 10 miles to Rochester and then another 10 miles west, that's where I grew up. But enough about me. <laughs> the uh, Ethan Allen was a businessman, too. I mean, he he would buy and sell land quite a lot, correct? Land speculator. He, he's, he, he, he was a land speculator, but he started out when he was very young. Um, his father died, and he, Ethan Allen's 17 years old. He's got seven brothers and sisters. He pays off his father's debts. And he starts dabbling in real estate. Yes, uh, he he expands the farm, and and the next thing he does is he he buys part of a mountain. He gets backers. He buys a mountain with iron ore, and he sets up the first iron forge in all of New England. He starts making iron bars, uh, which blacksmiths needed especially. So he's he was doing very very well. By the time he was 26, he owned a nice house and and, and a forge. Uh, and but but then he got he got into a scrape. What happened is when these French and Indian wars were over, everybody was broke. So he tried to sell uh, his his forge because he wanted to try something different. And and at the at the real estate settlement, the buyer showed up without any money. He tried to get do the deal without any money. And he and the buyer wound up. Uh, in a, in a fist fight, and Ethan, and Ethan Allen, Ethan Allen didn't uh, mess around in a fist fight. He stripped to the waist, and he got out his bullwhip, uh, <laughs> and both he and he and the buyer uh, were arrested by the constable, and uh, and they wound up in a public trial, which meant in that those days in in a pub, in a, in a tavern, and the crowds came and, and they loved Ethan Allen because he 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 would cuss and he would. Poke fun. Uh, he was he was immediately popular, but the, the trouble is, if you got into one of these um, brouhaha's uh, in in a town in in Connecticut, uh, you not only paid a fine, but if there were a second offense, you had to leave with your whole family. So he actually was kicked out of uh, Connecticut and moved to Massachusetts, where he bought an iron. Uh, um, he bought a, uh, a lead mine that didn't make any money, and so he had another real estate deal, and guess what? Another dust-up, and Ethan Allen is on his way out of Massachusetts, which is how he got to Vermont. He wasn't a founding father. He was somebody basically kicked out of the other colonies. And this uh, book by Willard Stern Randall on Ethan Allen kind of rounds that out, and I recommend it. We are going through it pretty pretty closely we haven't even gotten out of the early days. We're doing the background of Ethan Allen. And in his younger days, he just happened upon a teacher that uh, taught him some philosophy. And I'm curious about what, who, you know, what type of philosophy it was and how it informed the, his activities in life. 
he actually, while, while he owned his iron forge uh, in his early 20s, he met a, a young doctor in the, in the same town. And they would sit around reading the latest philosophy coming from England, uh, books and pamphlets, uh, something they called deism. It's not to be confused with atheism, but uh, th- these are people who believed in God, uh, but they thought God's got the world going and left it for for mankind to either make or break. So uh, Ethan Allen, because of deism, began to look around him, and he he considered what the Puritans were doing as almost superstition. And and he wanted to do what the deists believed, and that was use reason, uh, figure out practical solutions to problems. One big problem in in the in, the, in America at the time, every year there was a smallpox epidemic, uh, and Ethan Allen read about a cure for this, uh, and actually it was coming from Turkey. People were all vaccinated in Turkey. Uh, an Englishman had seen this, and he wrote about it. Ethan Allen sitting in his house in Connecticut, and he says, "You know, we ought to carry out an experiment." So Ethan Allen and his friend, the town doctor, stood out in front of the Puritan church on Sunday. When everybody came out, Ethan Allen rolled up his sleeve, and the the doctor put a, a, a needle through it, uh, through his skin. And the needle had already been, he had touched it to somebody with a low dose of smallpox. So what he did was inoculate Ethan Allen uh, with a small, a low dose of, of smallpox. Uh, he was arrested for that. Once again, he was arrested uh, because that was considered uh, getting in the way of God's uh, uh, healing or, or, or not healing somebody. As an but, aside, and kind of interestingly... Cotton Mather was pro-inoculation, and Ben Franklin was against inoculation, and they kind of had tiffs about that. That's precisely the opposite that you would expect. That's that's what I understand. Is that, that that's absolutely right? Because Cotton Mather in Boston, when they had a a very serious outbreak, I think it was in 1715, he got a doctor there, uh, and they tried the same experiment, and and. The, the the people went went mad. They they uh, threw stones through the doctor's uh, window. Uh, so the, the Boston wasn't ready for it. Benjamin Franklin was a young uh, kid then uh, when those riots those uh, those riots against inoculation took place. So when Ben Franklin had a kid uh, in Philadelphia years later. Uh, he thought smallpox inoculation was a bad idea. He'd, he'd seen all this uproar. He hadn't seen Ethan Allen in a successful inoculation. So he didn't inoculate his own little boy. His wife is screaming at him to do it, but he dragged his feet, and little Frankie Jr. died. No. That's, that's too bad. All right. So the Green Mountain Boys w- were... Uh... How did they form? They were they were a result of these problems with the land grants, and they exactly. were they were kind of terrorists. Well, yeah, you could say that, I guess, uh, especially if you were from New York at the time, because New York sent a sheriff's posse over to to kick these um, settlers in the they were called the New Hampshire grants to kick them off the land and and turn them over to New Yorkers, and then the the farmers. This is in Bennington wouldn't leave they wouldn't they resisted uh and actually 
uh, Ethan Allen uh, raised money from the farmers and went to New York to court to try to protect the land that these people had already bought. Uh, and he wasn't successful. So when he went back to Bennington, uh, representatives of 29 towns in in Vermont got together at the Catamount Tavern, which was the courthouse as well as the tavern, and they elected Ethan Allen as... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Colonel of a, um, of a militia, and they named it the Green Mountain Boys. Okay. So that was the civil use of Green Mountain Boys, but then the revolution breaks out and the Green Mountain Boys... Are involved in the war. Yeah, and you were right about the terrorists. Just to, to go back to that for just a second, because when New York would send people over to try to survey or settle, and the Ethan Allen, the Green Boy, and Mountain Boys would give them the heave ho. They'd have like a little mock trial. Ethan Allen would sit on a bench that he carried around with him on horseback, and he would pronounce them uh, criminals and have them evicted. If they came back, he would have the roof taken off their barn. If they still wanted to stay in Vermont, uh, the next time uh, they'd pull the barn down. So there was like vigilante justice going on for five years, which led right up to the revolution. Uh, so when you get the Boston Tea Party and all that going on in Boston, uh, Ethan Allen and the Green Mountain Boys say, if you need any help, uh, we know there's some cannon. Interesting. So they were naturally positioned to oppose the British. What? Because, because of their opposition to the British method of land grants and such? Absolutely. They thought that uh, if you worked the land and you paid your, your taxes or your fees, it should be yours, and nobody okay. uh, from England should be telling them what to do. All right, so they knew about the canon, which I, I guess the same canon that Henry Knox dragged later on, and they decided right. we're going to go get the canon, uh, and, or, or, or are we going to just take this fort? And they ended up working in concert with Benedict Arnold, and there was a, a at some point, but maybe that was Montreal. I can't be sure. But you can straight. No, no, it's 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 for Ticonderoga. What happened? Um, Ethan Allen actually wrote to, to revolutionaries in Connecticut and said, uh, "We uh, have three thousand of us Green Mountain boys." Uh, and, and we uh, know where there are enough cannon uh, to help the revolution in, in, in Boston uh, over in New York at Fort Ticonderoga. And this is at the same time that Benedict Arnold in Connecticut is rushing up to Boston to offer his services to, to General Washington, who's in charge of, of the troops there. So you, what you have is a, is a race between Ethan Allen and the Green Mountain Boys, uh, and then you have Benedict Arnold coming from Massachusetts, and they, and they arrive in a pasture in Shoreham, Vermont, right on the shore of, of Lake Champlain. And Ethan Allen says, uh, 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 Benedict Arnold says to Ethan Allen, well, I'm in charge. And Ethan Allen said, oh, yeah, uh, well, uh, you talk to the boys here. And the boys, uh, <laughs> we're not going to take orders from Benedict Arnold. They wound up cooperating. Um, 
Arnold was in such a rush to get there, he forgot to bring a gun. Oh. He had he had to borrow a blunderbuss from Ethan Allen, and you could see it in the museum at Fort Ticonderoga. It's got it's got his an, an initial carved in it, but uh, they cooperated and then and they made the attack together. So now, was Ticonderoga under defended? It's that was an easy thing, right? Well, it 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 turned out to be easy. They had no reason to expect it to be easy. It's it was it was. Uh, the the biggest fort uh, in the American colonies at the time. It, it had high walls. Uh, uh, there were something like a hundred cannon in it or around it. But it was peacetime. Uh, uh, there wasn't a revolution or a war yet. You're you're in Fort Ticonderoga on Lake Champlain. They haven't even heard of what's going on in Boston. Oh, all right. Boston might as well have been on the moon. Okay, that's right. It is. It is very, very far. Is that Fort Ticonderoga? Look pretty much the same now as it did then. If one goes and visit it, visits it. it, it's it's been beautifully restored. It's actually a little better than it was then. It was was beginning to fall down. It was peacetime. Uh, nobody even knew where the keys to the locks were. And what what Ethan Allen did was a very clever thing. He sent two spies into the fort the day before the attack, and it, it was so peaceful that these these fellows could go in and get the barber at the fort to trim their beards, and then they looked around and saw where all the guns were, where everybody slept, etc. So attacking at four o'clock in the morning, all the the British soldiers, and there were only about something like forty five soldiers, but and their wives and kids asleep when when Arnold and Allen uh, came to the fort up to the gate and. Um, there the, was only one guard, and he was asleep, and his gun misfired. It was all over very quickly. Wow. All right. We continue with Willard Stern Randall talking about Ethan Allen, his life and times. And I, I, I this is great because I knew so much about many of the other uh, patriots during the Revolution. I didn't know much about Ethan Allen, and I'm, I'm, we're learning more. So at, at this point where Ethan Allen has gotten up uh, to Fort Ticonderoga, and in concert with Benedict Arnold, they fairly easily— as it turns out, capture Fort Ticonderoga and have access to the cannon there. Before moving on, there were three three thousand mountain Green Mountain boys. That's a significant amount. I mean, in in Washington's entire army, how many did he have? Not that many. Are you there, William? Anywhere. So. So Ethan Allen's 3,000 men were spread all over Vermont. When it came to the fort, only 89 of them made it in time. So they did take this major fort with just 89 Green Mountain boys. But the, it, Overall, though, he had access to 3,000, which could contribute to the war effort. And what percent would, that, would that be of Washington's, when it did come time to have a, a war, would, would that, how much would that increase Washington's forces? It, it, well, 3,000 was the largest military force uh, there was before Lexington and Concord, before the war actually began. Uh, but uh, the Green Mountain Boys would keep fighting. They would m become their own regiment. Uh, Ethan Allen went to the Continental Congress. The Continental Congress made him a colonel and made the Green Mountain Boys a regiment of the Continental Army, and they fought all through the Revolutionary War, thousands of them. Not all at one time, but they, they were the uh, some of the best fighting troops in the American Army. Okay. And through the course of the war, where was uh, Ethan Allen sent, stationed? What was his sort of path through, throughout the war? 
Well, what happened is after he took Fort Ticonderoga, he got a little bit ambitious and he tried to take Montreal. Uh, he he could only raise 134 men, and he tried to take Montreal with 134 men. But the uh, the British were in there, and they had several hundred Mohawk Indians along with them. And Ethan Allen got into about a two-and-a-half-hour firefight. He said it was the biggest waste of gunpowder he ever saw. And, and, and he was captured by the Indians and the British. So he, he spent a good bit of the Revolutionary War as a prisoner of war. Yeah. He was taken from Montreal to England, and then he was taken to Bermuda, then he was taken to Halifax, and he was taken to New York. But he was one of the longest-serving prisoners of war. Yeah, about three years, right? And he started out on a... A British brig ship that uh, he was in solitary confinement. He, he, he started out chained in the in the in the in the hold, the lower part of the ship, all the way across the North Atlantic in the wintertime. He's he's in chains. He can't stand up. He can't lie down. Um, and, and and he was with thirty four of his men who were captured. Uh, and they, first they went to and the British didn't know what to do with them because the people in England were very sympathetic to the Americans. So the British had to get him out of England uh, to avoid uh, riots in London. Uh, so they, they, they kept shipping him around wherever British fleet was going. For 954 days, he was a prisoner. Why did they bother to lug him all the way to England in the first place? They wanted to hang him in England uh, because these revolutionaries had prices on their head. You know, uh, Franklin said it: either we hang together or we all hang separately, uh, because this was treason. Uh, if you were revolting against the king, Ethan Allen captured a king's fort, so he was going to be sent specially to England to be tried and executed. It didn't happen because there were so many English people in sympathy with him. You know, I think I read about the battle backing up to the Battle of Montreal. What were the mistakes that that Allen made that, and his forces made? What, where, did, where did it go wrong? Well, first of all, he he wound up with the with one of the New Yorkers who had made him an outlaw. Uh, general Philip Schuyler, um, the number two general in the American army under Washington, was put in charge of the war in the north, and he would not allow Ethan Allen to serve even on his staff. So Ethan Allen volunteered as a scout, and he went up into Canada and he raised volunteers, French Canadians, uh, a couple of Irishmen who had come from Boston, uh, just a ragtag bunch, and they thought they could take Montreal um, because they thought it was just going to be like t- for Ticonderoga. It, it, it wasn't. It didn't work. Oh. Uh, so he miscalculated. Why was he so motivated? What was the big payoff for him? Why would he, you know, he's turned down Skyler. He, he goes to, what would motivate him to get his own group together and do this? What's the big payoff for him? Is it the adventure? Is it the, um, the being a hero? Well, he was, What's the deal? Well, I, th- I, I think he was also a pretty good strategist, given a chance. I mean, uh, he figured that if he didn't take Montreal uh, before the British could reinforce it from England, then the British would come down from Canada and recapture Vermont, recapture Ticonderoga, recapture those cannon. And, and he, he was more visionary than Schuyler or the others, and he just had a lot more, you know, nerve. So there was still uh, not— it, it, the, it could have worked. The war was not on yet, and so maybe the motivation is protecting, just continuing to protect his pro- the property and the sovereignty of, of his area. 
yeah, of his settlers. They 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 had give they had, they had taken the risks. Uh, they they had started with nothing and built up good farms, prosperous farms. Uh, and uh, he thought that the good defense, best defense was was an offense to to beat the British to it. And he almost and he and Benedict Arnold thought about the same way. Arnold at the same time was leading a, a march all the way up through Maine uh, to attack Quebec. So the two of them could have succeeded, and they almost did. And the irony is that it, when Ethan Allen was captured, he's on a ship floating up the St. Lawrence. Uh, right past Quebec, and there's Benedict Arnold on the shore of of of, of uh, the shore of the river, and he doesn't know that Ethan Allen's in that ship going by. But they were both too late by a little bit uh, to 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 win the, win the day. It's interesting to note that back in the day, like that, not only did you have to struggle with the elements to farm, but you had to fight to keep your farm. You had to actually physically fight. It's like, you know, it's just. You, you had to fight the, the crown lawyers. You had to fight the British soldiers. You had to fight uh, Native Americans who saw you as the invader. And uh, you had to fight the climate. I mean, these were very tough people uh, and very determined. In, in Europe, they could never have owned any land. So when they came to America and they saw this wonderful land, all the the, the timber and the, the beautiful hillsides and all of that, uh, they, they were willing to fight for it. Now, how did he how did he get out of jail? It was it a prisoner swap, I understand. It was a prisoner swap. Yeah, he refused uh, to try to escape. He managed to help all of his thirty, the other thirty three men escape at one place or another. He refused because he wanted the British to admit that he was a real colonel. He was a colonel in the American army, so he was a colonel as a prisoner of war, and he wanted to be exchanged for an officer of equal rank. And that's what finally happened. Washington set up a prisoner exchange. Alexander Hamilton handled it and did the negotiations. And if you were a prisoner of war at that time, you were released according to how long you'd been a prisoner and what your rank was. Well, he was one of the long, probably the longest serving prisoner at that time and the highest ranking. So he, he was the, and he wound up being swapped for a British colonel, a full British colonel, which is a big deal in the British Army or the head of a whole regiment. Uh, but he was not only that; he was a member of Parliament. So Ethan Allen, uh, you know, this this farm this farm boy from from New England, uh, winds up being exchanged for a member of Parliament. I think it was the proudest moment of his life. Yeah, it's a good way to gauge your value is who you get traded for. Yeah. Okay. Like baseball. <laughs> no, he seems like a great, great man. And at the time, there were so many great men. Uh, the percentage of great men seems a lot higher per capita than. Now, what, what do you suppose that is? I mean, that's a, a well, broad philosophical I, I think, question. Well, uh, you know, I'm using cliches, I know, but necessity is the mother of invention. And boy, did they have to have, to have a lot of great men proportionate to their population. Uh, they, they had far more obstacles. Uh, they believed in cooperation. Uh, there weren't any, there weren't any po political parties yet. Uh, they, they they made a common cause against a common en uh, enemy, uh, and they they were trying something new where you didn't need uh, wealth or uh, hereditary wealth or aristocracy. That that everybody like Ethan Allen uh, had a possibility of, um, of 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 a, of a great success, and to do that, uh, they believed in in getting along. Uh, they didn't all always get along. 
but they, they cooperated uh, to set up the country. And it was only after you had money get into it uh, that you, they began to split and into political parties and oppose each other. By the way, you can see Ethan Allen's way of life if you go to Burlington, Vermont. His homestead, the house he built and the place where he lived until his death, uh, is in, in, is rest- fully restored. The Ethan Allen homestead in Burlington, Vermont, and I really recommend it. Okay, excellent. You know, he did get kicked out of the Green Mountain Boys, and we'll find out why after this on WBZ. J.J. Bradley J. J.J. Talking J. J. Talking with Bradley J. WBZ News Radio 1030. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, soldier. Do you know who's in command here? Yeah. We gotta talk. Well, when can we talk? Over there is a very capable radio. 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 Get me someone on the other end of that radio. It's Bradley J. You know. Bradley J. J. Talking. You hear him talking on your radio. I can hear you. WBZ News Radio 1030. 1250 on a Friday morning. Willard Stern Randall is the guest. We're talking Ethan Allen. I'm digging it. Now, Ethan Allen. He was, um, he's a wild man, and uh, I guess he was a relatively egotistical guy. I guess you kind of had to be. But after a while, it started great on some of his Green Mountain Boys, and he ended up getting ousted. Can you talk about that, sir? Yeah, this is, this is after he took Fort Ticonderoga, after he went to the Continental Congress, uh, and, and they, they commissioned him an officer. Well, while he was down there, the older settlers, I mean, older in age as well as in, in, in being on the land, uh, decided he was too risky. He was, he was going to get them all in trouble. He, if, if he kept up with what they consider his recklessness, exposing them to the British, they could lose everything. So while he was on his way back from Congress, uh, the, the, the town leaders around Bennington uh, held a vote uh, in the 29 t- towns, and he was voted out. He and his, uh, his uh, brothers and his cousins, who had all been the officers of the Green Mountain Boys, uh, were, were, were voted out of office before they could come back. And that's why he wound up going it alone as a scout and raising his own men to, to attack Montreal. Uh, they, they, they just they, they thought we're going to, he's tried to save everything for us, but now we could lose it all. All right. I'd like to know a little bit about his personal life. Two marriages, I guess. His first wife was kind of a bummer, but he stuck with her. Can you talk about his, his, well, his wives? Well, you know, the, the people who write history sometimes uh, make it up. Uh, there's no evidence that she was, you know, uh, illiterate. Uh, women weren't educated, and, and they could they could put an X mark just as their husbands could to, to vote or, or to buy something. But his mother must have been very literate, or she couldn't have taught him to read, and she's been called illiterate. And his wife uh, was able to educate uh, their older children. Uh, just women, women hadn't been schooled. They had, 
And George Washington's wife, Martha, uh, couldn't spell. And George Washington would rewrite her letters so they would look better when they got to England. Uh, women, women weren't part of it yet. So uh, I think she was very devoted to him. And, you know, he, here you are, and you've got a couple of little kids, and your husband's a British prisoner of war for three years. Uh, so she wound up uh, dying of TB, which was prevalent in, 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 the, in the Green Mountains at that time. Uh, Ethan Allen and her, her, her only son uh, die of smallpox because they're not inoculated. Uh, they had a rough time. Uh, his second marriage was much happier. He was very impetuous. He met uh, Fanny, uh, Fanny Allen, is how everybody calls her. She even has a hospital named after her in Burlington, Vermont. But Fanny had been married. She was illegitimate daughter of a British officer. She'd been married to a British officer, was killed in the Revolution. Along comes General Allen and sweeps her off her feet. They go off in their sled uh, to, a, to a wonderful few years together, and they have three kids, three kids who were born in the Ethan Allen homestead. In Vermont, are there other places you can visit that are related to Ethan Allen in Vermont, or maybe uh, not well, only the it, homestead, it, it, but, uh, and also, are there actual relatives still up there? Oh, there are plenty of relatives. In fact, um, there's there's a, a, a cousin, uh, John Allen, who's uh, raising the money to make a documentary of, of Ethan Allen's life. But everywhere you turn, there have been Allens who have been attorney general, Allens who have been Supreme Court justices, uh, uh, streets named after him. Uh, it's, it's like Franklin in Philadelphia. It's, it's Allen, Allen, Allen. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as places to see, the homestead is the only uh, home of a founding father of Vermont that, that has been saved. Uh, but you can uh, make, your, make a history tour in a car or by bicycle or, or on foot if you want to. Uh, there's lots of history uh, all along Lake Champlain, especially uh, Bennington, uh, where there was uh, the, the wounded were brought back from a terrific battle uh, in 1777. There's the Bennington Monument there. It happens to be in the wrong state. The fighting was in New York, but the monument's in Bennington, but that's another thing. Uh, so Bennington's one. Uh, you can go to uh, Williston, which is near Burlington. Uh, there's the home of Thomas Chittenden, the first government, uh, first governor, uh, who was a big fan of Ethan Allen. Uh, so they they preserved, you know, there's actually on, on Lake Champlain at, near South Hero, there's a schoolhouse cabin that showed what it was like uh, to go to school in those days. So uh, you can you can get a, an app or you can get a guidebook or the state uh, uh, tourism people. Uh, there's there's plenty of Vermont is mostly uh, the way it was then except for um, Burlington, which is the most metropolitan place, and about five other towns. But it, Burlington still, um, Vermont still gives you that feel of what America was like back then. You mentioned South Hero. South Hero uh, is the southern part of Grand Isle, just about the same latitude as Plattsburgh, right? And that's where, that's he, exactly. di that's where he died, right? Well, he, uh, the, 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 they're called the Hero, the Island, South and North Hero and Grand Isle. Uh, they're named after the Green Mountain Boys. They were the Green Mountain Boys who took Fort Ticonderoga were given land there. So uh, the Allen family were there. So when Ethan Allen was uh, 
wintertime and he'd run out of hay for his cattle. He took a sled across frozen Lake Champlain to get some hay from his from his cousin Ebenezer. And the Green Mountain Boys all got together uh, at Ebenezer's tavern and they had a whale of a party. Uh, and Ethan Allen, I think, forgot to eat anything and instead only had liquid refreshment. Uh, so uh, I think that had a lot to do with him uh, uh, getting a seizure on the sled on the way back across the lake yeah. and and, di- and dying. I was That's what I read. It. There was some sort of seizure that no one could really explain, and I was wondering what that was about. You think that was alcohol-induced? Well, I, I talked to a toxicologist about this when the book came out, and he said, if you had Applejack liquor and you didn't have very much water and you didn't have much to eat and you were exposed to the cold, that would produce the kind of convulsions and seizure. So I don't like to think of him of him being drunk. I think he just went to that last party, he had a wonderful time, and he had homebrew, and that was the last yeah, He lived hard and he died hard, I guess. Boy, yes, exactly. So, and, and, you know, he was so popular that after he died, it's the wintertime in Vermont, everything's frozen. 10,000 people came from all over this frontier state to, to follow his body to his burial. 10,000 people followed him to the grave. Wow. Willis Dern Randall, as always, such a pleasure. Is there any, anything else we can do? Uh, any more books? Even if you don't have a book, is there a, a, a founder well, I've, I've or something written, that you want to talk about uh, next I've, time? I've written, I've written quite a few, and uh, maybe you'd like to talk about George Washington. I wrote a biography of him. You got it. You're on. Okay, it's a pleasure always. We'll set it. Yeah, we'll we'll set it up. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks again. You're very welcome. I'm all. Whenever I see Willard's name on the schedule, I I get excited because I know it's going to be such a solid, interesting hour, uh, satisfying, and and you know I learn a lot. Now George Washington, he's my guy. I can't wait to learn more details about George Washington. The, the preparation process is good for me. I, I learn a great deal. So there you have it. Ethan Allen, Green Mountain Boy, and so much more. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.